I'm your host, Bradley Martin, and this is Clearing the Way, a resource for small business owners. Hello, humans. I am your host, Bradley Martin, and this is Clearing the Way, a resource for small business. Uh, I talk with sales and HR experts, uh, other small business owners, and anyone else that can provide you with information to clear your way to success. Uh, Today, we discuss pivoting, a word that I kind of hate at this point. Uh, It's a little (laughs) overused. It's a little annoying, but it is an important topic nonetheless, Um, especially in current times. So we've got our first multiple appearance guest, Lauren Hyland. Here she is. Uh, Lauren and I discussed social media and the importance of finding your Janice in episode 10. Uh, if you haven't listened to that one, it will. Uh, it's linked below. I definitely recommend listening to that. Uh, she is a social media wizard, someone who is always on top of the most recent trends and someone who is not on LinkedIn. Uh, but that might be changing, as I just discovered. Again, she's always throwing me with these curveballs. Uh, Lauren and I both started our businesses around the same time, and we've, like I said the last time, we've been bouncing ideas off each other and um, have always kind of consulted with each other and, like, made sure whatever these pivots were that we were doing, like, made a little bit of sense. Um, so we've had several of those over the last couple of years. And she will be starting her own podcast in the coming months. So look out for that. Um, Lauren, thanks for coming back on Clearing the Way. Oh, I can't believe you put it out there. Now I actually have to do it. I know. It. <laughs> I did that. And I was like, this is going to force her to do it. So it's it's out in the ether now. It's out there. <laughs> um, all right. So let's talk about the pivot. The pivot. So let's. Wasn't that like the word for 2020? I hate it. I hate it. the word of the year. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I hate it. I hate when words become those, like... Buzzwords. Yes. Yeah. I don't love it. Mm -hmm. Um, But let's... What do we... Let's start with what we actually mean by that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I have the, like standard definition that I pulled, but it'll like, what do, what do you consider when we're talking about pivoting? Like, what does that mean for you? I look at that as a change or an adjustment to your current environment or climate. Okay. If that makes sense. Okay. Right. So it can, it can be anything. It can be a number of things. You can pivot in 10 million different ways. Which is super annoying because not everyone loves to talk about their pivots. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, it's an adjustment that you have to make. Yeah. And it, it's, I mean, some of that can be, I always consider, like, adapting is part of that. But it's, it. I don't know, pivoting is different in to me because, I don't adapting feels like, smaller like incremental changes mm-hmm. adapting like, is, well, is growing yeah right doing yeah. the same thing that you've been doing but growing getting better expanding new perspectives things like that pivoting is kind of an adjustment in the line the end game okay yeah that's a good way to think about it um okay so that's our topic mm-hmm. and that's what we're actually talking about so um i thought it was going to be good to start with some of the uh, reasons that you might need to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of this is going to take, I mean, to get to any of the, any of the, the four points that we have listed here to get to any of those, it's going to take some like reflection. You got to get there first. Like step one is what the hell is going on? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So let's start with, um, what are some indicators for you that you need to make a change? You need to you need to pivot. Yep. So I came up with four pretty simple ones, um, and I have been a part of all four of these. So I can give you examples <laughs> as well. But one is no one is buying what you're selling. Two, your time and or money abilities have plateaued. Three, you're making sales, but not necessarily making money. And four, your marketing or messaging feels forced and isn't coming easy to you. Okay. Okay. Those are all four good ones. Mm-hmm. So which one do you want to start with? Let's dive into let's dive into one. Let's dive first. into no one's buying. Okay, that's so no probably one's buying. the easiest place to start. No mm-hmm. one's buying. Um 
Okay, so I've got these things I'm trying to sell. I was selling them, maybe I wasn't, but nobody's buying right now. Um, is this a, so this is gonna be dependent on your business, but like, at what point should I start to consider whether or not I need to make a change? Is this a weekly thing, a monthly thing? Like, how long do you go without selling where you're like, maybe something does need to change? Like, how should I think about that? I feel like for product-based businesses, that will happen a lot faster, right? Okay. So, like, say if you have a shop or you're doing, like, pop-ups or festivals or anything like that, if you were going a week, two weeks, three weeks, a month without selling any product, then you're going to find out really quickly that I've got to do something else, whether it's switching up your messaging, whether yeah. it's marketing harder, you know, whatever. But for product-based businesses, I would say that would be a pretty quick turnaround. Okay. And I guess one thing, one caveat to that would be if you're like super high ticket, I guess it's, it's a, it's a change in the norm, mm -hmm. unless you're just starting out and then you don't have a norm. But if you're selling thousand dollar spoons, you're going to make less sales mm -hmm. most likely. Um, so it's a change yeah, but in the norm. you also have like indicators there, right? Like people were interested. People were asking for about those thousand dollar spoons. They were, they were curious, you know, or somebody asked for it and you created it. That's way different than just coming up with an idea yeah. and being like, oh, I'm going to sell these thousand dollar spoons. <laughs> and literally no one is interested in a thousand dollar spoon. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there will be indications and for service-based businesses which i put myself into and so the examples that i can provide for you are there right mm -hmm. so like i have pivoted probably 27 times since brad and i <laughs> started our businesses mine in the very end of 2018 um and i thought oh, I have great skills in this one area, right? Like I'm really good at um, mindset and I'm so into it and emotional intelligence and literally that's been a lifesaver for me as a mom and a wife and a coach and when I was playing sports, like people need this, mm -hmm. right? Like I'm like, this was transformative for me. I'm going to give it to people. I'm going to package it up and it's going to be all pretty and cool and it's going to start selling like hotcakes. Well, guess what? Nobody asked me to sell that. Nobody asked me to help them with that. My, you know, it, there was no reciprocation there. It was just an idea I had and I put it out and it fell absolutely flat. Now, does that mean I don't currently use that and I just repackaged it kind of in a different way? Yeah, that's exactly what I did. But on the on the start, I thought this would be such a great idea and everyone needs this, but it the idea was not validated by someone other than me. How quickly, which is the problem? How quickly did you adjust from that? Mm, that one took me about 6 months. Okay. Okay. That's, yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. That's a long time. Mm -hmm. Well, I was also a mom, so I was only, like, this wasn't like a 40-hour yeah, okay. a week uh, yeah. job, you know? So you can probably close that up to about, what, two months if you were working on something consistently like that so in the service industry. How did you get to the point where it was like, yo, I actually need to make it, like, Obviously, you, nobody's buying, but like something had to have flipped, or you had to done you had to have done something that made you realize, like, oh, this is like I actually do need to change here. Mm -hmm. Was there any what happened there? Yeah. So in the service industry or like the online digital media marketing, um, you do a lot of things like free challenges or um, freebies, things that you can mm -hmm. give out and do. And what I was noticing was I was getting a bunch of people into the free parts of the program, but no one was willing to purchase. So I knew it was something that was like 
interesting that people were interested in and you know my pain points were their pain points yeah but not enough to purchase just that okay so i start combining that with other things and i'm like okay well how can i create something maybe i'll create a coaching program where i can bring my marketing expertise and combine it with these things that i know are going to help people Mm -hmm. right um it's also a little difficult when you're trying to sell something that is not tangible. So there's a much longer learning curve there, a much broader learning curve and selling curve and marketing and everything when it oh, excuse me, when it comes to that um, than a product or like a yeah. simple service, yeah. you know, like house cleaning or something like that. Was there when you were making that change was there any point where you considered just drop it like the the idea of just completely dropping that as a as a product or as a service and just starting something new how did you do well first was that a thought and how did you weigh that out i have that thought just about every day (laughs) so (laughs) for anyone else don't give up keep going Yes, I have those thoughts just about every day. Um, realistically, no. Because it was it's something that's so ingrained in me, right? Like something that I use daily, something mm-hmm. that I teach and preach about, you know, no matter yeah. what section of business or life you're learning or I'm teaching like it's it's always there yeah you know it's like one of those things you know when someone's obsessed with something they always find a way to work in a new conversation Mm -hmm. like that was it you know so okay it was never something that that I thought I'm going to completely remove it scrap it and do something else I needed to find a way to market it yeah well and you had people that were interested in the free version Mm -hmm. so that's a good like I mean yeah that tells you the interest is there just Mm -hmm. I don't want to pay for it. Yep, <laughs> so and then I didn't have enough, uh-huh. uh, enough in the program or in the messaging or the marketing, whatever, to reel people in. Yeah. So how did you, when you're going through this, no one is buying pivot. How did you approach that from the? Um, so we we know what this what the plan was, um, but how did you approach that from the marketing side or from? I guess if you didn't have customers, there's not a lot to let them know about. Mm-hmm. Um, but how did you approach the actual, like, the implementation of this change? <laughs> well, if we're being honest, this same exact pivot happened probably about five more times Okay. in the no one is buying realm mm-hmm. until I found something that, oh, people would pay for. It wasn't something that... I loved or that I'm currently doing right now, but it was like, oh, okay, people find this annoying and I can do it. So we'll stick with this Mm. and we'll earn some money, you know, we'll build that out a little bit so that I can continue to do my research and, you know, figure out where that, that niche for me was. Okay. Okay. (laughs) As an entrepreneur. As a ton of you listening are, you understand this. This is no, mm-hmm. <laughs> this isn't like a surprise to you. You're all probably sitting in your cars or wherever, just like chuckling, like, oh yeah, I had some real stinker ideas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's like when I started, I wanted to do the, like the process improvement stuff. It's mm-hmm. like, well, I don't have it. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Nobody thinks I know what I'm doing. So I'm going to use websites. Mm. I'll use websites, learn how to like work with these people and then try to do this other stuff. But then that led to pivot to pivot to pivot to pivot. And Mm -hmm. now we're here we are. Exactly. Um, Okay. So no one is buying anything else that we, did we miss anything with the no one is buying? That one seems pretty straightforward. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. And the sooner that you can recognize that, the better. Because what you don't want to do is just, like, stay in that cycle where you're just literally burning money. (laughs) Yes, but not too early. 
because you also don't want to just be constantly changing everything and then you never get a like you never get a foothold and you never actually build up any any yeah. real skills like there's a there's a fine line between always pivoting and just kind of setting yourself up for failure and like doing it when necessary okay but when we started pivots are slight adjustments you don't get to an entire 180 or 360 in a single pivot. <laughs> okay, That's not, okay, okay, okay. I would not suggest that. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it has worked. Yeah. But for your typical small business entrepreneur, I A lot would, of risk there. Yes, I would not suggest that. Yeah. So, like, little adjustments, right? So, if you... Oh, gosh, I don't know. You want to add an extra service to something that you're already doing, right, to see if you can entice more people. Or if you're making clay earrings or something like that at a certain price point and you can do like a BOGO sale, you know, like little things mm -hmm. that you can do, adjustments, um, um, watching the market, right? So, like, if you wanted to do a Black Friday or a small business Saturday sale or something like that, like, these are all tiny adjustments that if you weren't planning on doing, technically are considered yeah. pivots. Okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, no one is buying. We, we know how to handle that now. Mm -hmm. All right. Number two. What do you want to talk about? Number two, I've got your time and or money abilities have plateaued. Okay. So, so your scalability yeah. is no longer there. Okay. How the hell do we know that's a thing? <laughs> what are we looking at? Well, you can – this is totally a numbers thing. This is stats okay. all day, air day, right? So say you are a product-based business, you have a shop, or you're, again, doing like the craft shows or whatever – you will have an average that you're making mm -hmm. every week, every month, whatever. If that average is staying exactly the same over a period of time, you know you've plateaued. If you are a service-based business and you are working X amount of hours and only earning X amount of dollars week after week after week after week, you have plateaued. Right? Like you Easy don't enough. Easy Just enough. pay attention to... Pay attention Pay to attention your numbers. To your business. Yeah. And, you know, the for me, it's the time piece that is always seeming to be the struggle versus mm -hmm. the money piece. How many times do we say, you know, hello, parents, I don't have time for this. I don't have time. I don't know why I'm going to fit it in. If you want to be a little better with your words, I don't know how to prioritize X, Y, and Z. You know, like... The time is a big issue. So how do you scale a business when you don't have any extra time or you don't have any extra money to outsource? Yeah. Um, so, okay. So we're at this point. Um, I've noticed this. Mm -hmm. Stuck. Okay, so let's lay out maybe a couple options there. And again, this is all going to be super generalized, but I think it's going to still be like it'll be useful. Um, what are some ways to either get over that hurdle? Do we add new serve? I mean, time is the issue, so we probably don't want to be adding new things. Mm -hmm. Well, um, unless. Uh, so. So what do we what do we need to do here? How Unless what are some options? You can find some way to automate. Right? So recurring and automated are going to be your two best friends. So if you are a product-based business, I would suggest starting a membership, a monthly membership. So it can be anything, right? Like say you sell earrings. You send a new monthly box to your client, the person in the membership, monthly, and they pay a monthly fee for that. So you know that income is coming in without you doing any extra work every single month. 
for a service, if you can have something that you can sell on autopilot, that will be your best friend. Um, For me, I sell templates or online courses, right? It's something I spend some time upfront doing and then I just worry about either running the ads to them or um, just making sure my content is funneling people into those things, right? So I know that is reoccurring revenue monthly that I don't have to put any time forward in. Okay. Seems easy enough. It seems easy enough, but coming up with the ideas is the hard part, Yeah, right? Like, I mean, you may be sitting here thinking, I'm a product-based business. Like, I I don't have anything that I can do a membership for, or it would be too expensive. No one would buy it. We'll tier the membership. Have multiple tiers. Have three tiers. Mm -hmm. Do some type of payment plan. Have them pay everything up front instead of monthly. Pay annually. People love to do that over a monthly cost, even if it's the same amount of money, right? Like, there are tons of different ways that you can do this. If you're a restaurant, this is a big one now, too. Um, Online courses are so easy for this. Like, literally, teach someone how to make your Italian wedding soup. If you don't want to give the recipe, show them skills that they can use in their own home from a you know, toot your own horn, whatever adjective you want to add, chef. You know, um, if somebody wants to learn how to make your famous bread that you leave at the table or how you heat it up, like anything can be created into a digital product. Okay. So that just is going to take the upfront time. It takes the upfront time. It's just going to take Mm -hmm. time. Um, okay. So, okay. So time and money are plateaued. So we need to, we need to weed out some time. Mm -hmm. We need to find time. Um, so that's the time side of it. So the automation, um. That's the time and money. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cause we've got the automated or the little the upfront work mm-hmm. subscriptions or digital products yep um okay are there any other answers to that problem uh, that don't throw you into a, another weird situation yeah i mean you can always look into hiring like virtual assistants or freelancers or things to take stuff off of your plate and they're not super expensive so if no. you have more of the money than you have of the time, then that would be a great balance of the two. I mean, heck, you could hire a VA or a freelancer to create your digital products for you, and then there yeah. you go. Like you're yeah, you're check out Fiverr, check yeah. out Ninety Nine <laughs> Designs, or uh, what are the other ones? There's several of them. Upwork. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you may need to like test some of those out. I've had some very mixed luck on on all of those but <laughs> when you find the right people like it's fantastic mm-hmm. you can get some some high quality work for a fantastic value absolutely <laughs> um okay so um not really anything to any like customer interaction when we're dealing with that one like no real uh, and unless you're introducing something new mm-hmm. and then you're just standard marketing and advertising that you've been doing mm-hmm. um but there's no real change for the customer nope um it would just be marketing to them yeah your new yeah. stuff making them aware of hey we've got new things now mm-hmm. okay so anything else with with that one nope i think we covered just about all of it okay this video is brought to you by the city of washington citywide development corporation the washington cdc If you're a business located in Washington, the city of Washington, and you're looking to expand, you've got some problems you need to work through, uh, you need someone to just lend you you an ear uh, to see if you're kind of on the right direction, or um, maybe you're dealing with some some point of sale problems, or some hiring issues, or something like that, reach out. That's what I'm here for. If you're a business 
that is located outside of Washington, or you're looking to get started and you need a space, um, Washington's a great spot for, for your first location. It's a good spot for your second location. It's a good spot for your third location. But you might need some help working through that. Reach out. If I can't help you, one of the other resources in this video will absolutely be able to. Um, and like we've said, services are free. Doesn't cost you anything. Washington CDC is, that, that's what it's here for. Um, that's what my job is. My job is to help businesses and to bring in new businesses. So there is no cost to you. Feel free to reach out. What do you want to tackle next? Uh, number three, you're making sales, but no money. Oh, okay. I have been guilty of this. Uh, yes. Samesies. Um, okay. This one I think is potentially the most... Depend, like, you really have to be paying attention and, like, keeping track of everything to know if this is the case. Mm -hmm. So how, what was, like, how did you know or how did you feel like you were in this position? So there's two avenues here that can be an issue. It can be how you're pricing your products and services and you are just not pricing them high enough for the time and the um, resources mm -hmm. needed. So that's one. But the other one is thinking you need all of the fancy things to have a business. So like for me, you know, I had the email subscriber, I had the, um, host the course hosting platform. I had the paid link in bio. I had, you know, 17 courses that I had bought, but I never finished type of thing, right? <laughs> like just yeah. like constantly spending, spending, spending with no return. So especially those like monthly cost things, right? Like your bookkeeper, your website hosting platform, mm. your, you know, all these things all these things, graphic designer, even just like freelancers that you're using all the time. If you're not keeping track of how much you are spending every single month on these things versus what you're bringing in, especially if something happens, like, I mean, I went on maternity leave for like three months and I'm not making any money, but these bills still need paid, right? Like you have to plan for those things. You have to recognize them. You have to see them. So that's that's a big one, especially if you're doing everything digital. You know, those will sneak up on you real yeah. fast. Yeah. I at the end of last year, I went through and like printed out all well, I didn't I didn't print out anything. <laughs> I put it all on a spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, all of my charges on my business cards for the last year and just looked at every charge. I was like, okay. Is this recurring? Yes or no? No? Okay, cool. Probably didn't need it, but okay. Mm -hmm. Is it recurring? Do I actually need this thing? Wait, can I share this account with somebody? Yeah? Okay. All right. Like, there are ways around a lot of these charges. I wasn't, mine weren't too bad. Um, generally, I go for the free option. And I've gotten pretty good at combining a bunch of free options, and you end up in a little bit of a tangled mess, but mm -hmm. it's a great way to start. Yeah. Um, and to just kind of, if you don't have a lot, I mean, if, if it's just you and you don't plan on being more than that, like you can get by with a lot of free stuff, mm -hmm. especially like Google products. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of, there's a lot of options out there, but that is definitely something to be aware of because mm -hmm. those fees can, <laughs> those can get, um, a little dangerous. This can oh, get yeah. a little dangerous. Oh yeah. Um, Okay. So that's on the expense side, but are we, so we're making sales, but not money. Um, is the potential there that there, that we're not charging enough or like, how can I look at, so yeah, I mean, it could be expenses. I could just be spending way too much, mm -hmm. but how do I know if I'm not charging enough or, um, and maybe this is a whole pricing episode that is on my list of things to do, but, <laughs> um, but like, if I feel like I'm not making any money, 
what are some other, are there any other reasons that that might be? First step would definitely be to do what you did. You know, look at everything you're spending money on. And one, is it necessary? That's obviously your number one question you want to ask. Yeah. But number two, if I don't have this, will it hinder my business? Yeah. If you, if it's a want and not a need and you're not making money right now, get rid of it. You can always come back to it. Like it's, it's yeah. not a big deal. It's not the end of the world. Yeah. You're just starting. You really don't need a website. <laughs> I've told a lot of people that. Right? Like it's, you know, there are so many things, so many expectations we put on ourselves as entrepreneurs and business owners that, oh, I have to have this to look fancy. Mm-hmm. I have to have this to look like an authority figure you know maybe you think you need to go out and expense an entire new wardrobe change because you need to look a certain part in your video and what you're doing you don't (laughs) yeah you don't like get that lie out of your head that stuff is fun it's fun it's fun it's it's a lot of fun yeah it's fun but if you're gonna be in this for the long game like come on bro like you yeah (laughs) I had to, I, not as much for, well, this goes for like upgrading things, especially in the like tech space. Cause it's, it's so fun to get new gear. It's the best. <laughs> and, uh, I heard somebody that I, I don't remember who it was. It was so long ago at this point, but it was the, like, if the customer isn't going to realize or notice a difference, you don't need it yet. You don't need it yet. Which is like, oh, I could go spend three grand on a camera. Easy. It'd be so much fun. I definitely want one, but it's like, mm-hmm. these are all great features that it gives me. But do any of them actually add to my bit? Like, do any of them improve the customer experience? If right. not, I probably don't need it yet. What's the return on investment yeah. on what you're about to buy? Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's... Are you going to be able to charge more because you have a fancy camera? Maybe. Maybe. That would be a good purchase. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Is it going to matter at all if you bought that for posting pictures on Instagram? Absolutely not. No. No. No, probably not. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So uh, in this case, um, the changes, again, not really any customers, not really any customer side change, like not really any communication that needs to happen with them. No, not unless you're planning a massive price hike. Yes. Yes. And in that case, you should probably let your customers know. Yes. <laughs> um, if it's new customers, not really an issue. No, not a big deal. Um, current customers, though, if you have, you know, long-term clients or whatever, how would you approach that? Like, what what should be the... Uh, so, two things. Talk about um, the why, obviously. Why are you raising yeah. prices? And to the benefit of what they are purchasing, right? So make sure they know why they hire you. They probably hired you and have been a long-term client Mm -hmm. for a reason, for a purpose, right? You've solved something for them. They like you. They enjoy you. You know, you solve a pain point for them. Yeah. Okay. Talk about that stuff. Yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah, that's easy enough. I think a lot of that is, it's like kind of, I mean, it's definitely being transparent. I mean, yeah, like if they're your customers, you have to know about the change. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess you could just do it for new customers and keep old pricing, but that would be another, that'd be another approach. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, you can absolutely definitely do that. Um, Okay. Anything else with that i don't think so um we covered a lot unless you wanted to get into pricing a little bit okay um let's do it so again this is a numbers game how much time are you putting into it and what is your time worth you have to take those into account because the cheaper you want to keep your prices the more your time is going to be capped so it's like it's a pendulum right yes um, well, and you can't just say your time is worth a certain amount. There's a way to calculate that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, and just use your Google device. Like 
Mm-hmm. Find people that are doing something similar in a similar area and see what other prices are and then yeah. see where you kind of land within those. I mean, obviously. Yeah, what's the industry standard yeah. for whatever you're doing? Yeah. Um, and if you're way below that and you've been doing it for 10 years, like, you might want to adjust. <laughs> yeah. You, you may want to <laughs> change that. Um, or if you haven't changed prices in in some amount of time, whether that's a year or two years or whatever, like, prices yeah. are going up. Yeah, and let's be honest, with inflation right now, like, your costs are going up. Yeah. Like, you have to make an adjustment somewhere. Yeah. And right now, I think everyone understands that as much as they hate it. Yes, (laughs) yes. Um, Okay. Um, All right, last up. Mm -hmm. Your marketing or messaging feels forced and doesn't come easy to you. Okay, okay. And doesn't come easy to you. Okay, so this, um, okay, I didn't, when I first read through these, I was like, mm, I don't know if I've had, that. this is the only one that I didn't think I had. Definitely had this. Um, okay, so talk through when, when did you have this? When did this come up for you? And how have you worked through that? Is this an ongoing, like, how have you approached it? I think it's... It's kind of a passion thing, right? So when we talked about, you know, when someone's obsessed with something, they find a way to work it into mm-hmm. conversation, right? The, the same should be said for your business and how you do business. You know, for me right now, it is all about content. I love content creation. I love what we're doing right now. And we're sharing with people mm-hmm. and we're giving our advice and our expertise. And, oh, I know all these little tips and tricks to be able to help you grow your audience and your following, which will then help you mm-hmm. um, scale and grow sales and all this stuff. Like that stuff is fun fun for me. Yeah. It lights me up. It's easy for me to talk about and to find, you know, those pain points like, you know, um, do you struggle with getting eyes on your stuff? I know how to fix that. Yeah. Like, you know, it's it's something that comes easy. But if you are no longer passionate about what you're doing or you are just money-minded, you're doing it yes. for the money and not for, like, the passion or the service or the help, you're really going to be struggling here. Because you can, I mean, yeah, people have done that and made a crap ton of money, but... You could make way more if you were passionate about it, right? Yeah. Well, if you're the only one, it becomes easier to sell that thing if you're bought in. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not bought into something, it's very difficult to sell it. Yes. Very difficult to sell. Mm-hmm. If you don't believe in your own product, which you can overcome that by having somebody else on the team that does. Mm-hmm. Like, if you've got somebody else, you can sell the shit out of it. Yeah. But... um. Yeah, when we're when we're just a loner or you're just starting out and you only, you know, you've got employees but you don't really have anybody that is um <clears throat> kind of working on like long-term strategy or anything with you. Mm-hmm. Uh okay. So that is an indicator. How did you what so when did you run into that and how did you deal with that? Oh, I run into it constantly. I mean, like, I'm in a season of life right now where I'm just tired all the time. So being, like, <laughs> super hype about stuff isn't coming very easy to me in okay. this season, you know. But um, so that's always a thing. Um, <laughs> if you don't know, I have two kids and I have a almost six-month-old now and I'm just – I'm tired. So I'm three kids? So she has three kids? Dang that wasn't clear. tired. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, and when we were talking about the, like, the whole mindset piece earlier, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was the no one's buying. <clears throat> My messaging was good, but it was all based on like my experiences, right? Like this is how I overcame. This is how I did this, which is great. But if you aren't hearing that that's someone else's pain point, it's not going to translate. So then I had to start pivoting (laughs) that messaging and that system and like, okay, I can still pull 
this information, I can still use these terms and this terminology and stuff, but I need to add it to a bigger picture, right? So like if it was going to be the coaching thing, like, okay, we are going to get your business right and you're going to feel good about it and you're going to have clarity and, you know, like all the the emotional and the mental mm-hmm. buzzwords, right? It still works. Um, but if you if you aren't bought into the vision, if you aren't bought into the product or service or whatever it is, like that's not going to come across. You're literally going to be like reading a sales script. Mm-hmm. Like, would you please buy my product? <laughs> it is really good. It will help you do this. It will help you learn this. Like no one is going to buy that. Yeah. No one's going to buy that. So if it feels forced... You need to find a way to bring it back home, bring it back to something you like and are passionate about. Yes. Or get others to do it for you. Yeah, Which but, I, but it's even still, then, like, it's still tough to, yeah. That'll lead you into the plateau. Yeah. Because yeah. what are you going to do? You're just going to have to keep hiring more people yeah. that are bought into your vision that you don't even have. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, it's, yeah, it doesn't it's a trickle down the, thing that... Yeah. You're going to shoot yourself in the foot for. Yeah. I mean, like with you, were you passionate about websites in the uh, beginning? No, they were a way to to get to learn about businesses. That was it. Exactly. And now I'm finally to a point where it's like, well, I don't think I'm really taking on any new ones. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's fun. like, I know what that's going to do to my business, but it's something that I, in my, like, I never pushed anything, like, sales or, uh, like, marketing-wise because I didn't really love them. Mm-hmm. I didn't really love it. And, like, I knew I did, I did pretty solid work, but, like, I didn't really love them. So it makes it really difficult, at least for me, to go out and, like, I'm not a salesperson. Yeah. It's like I, I can either show you something and tell you why it's, why it's good and if it doesn't resonate with you, like, I'm not selling it. I don't mm-hmm. want, I just don't want to work with you. Yeah. Like, that's it. So if I'm not bought in to websites, like, I'm not going to be able to sell the shit out of websites because mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to. Exactly. Um, yeah. But here and, we are. I know. And this is what makes, like, I always knew I was going to be an entrepreneur. I always knew it. Knew it in my bones. I was probably 12 the first time I said that I was going to own my own business one day, right? Like, it's always been there. So looking at people who are working a 9 to 5 and stuck in a job that they hate and just going through the motions every day, that literally makes me so sad. Like, that lights a fire under my rear end, like... Do you not know that you can grow a personal brand with content and turn it into something? <laughs> right? Like, again, it always comes back to this. Like, you can do something with this. It, you can be better than you are right now and you can feel better. Right? Like, yeah. you can be happy. You can enjoy what you're doing and not hate leaving the house every day or getting home now at 5 o'clock or 5.30 and it's pitch effing dark outside. Like, I mean... Come on, we all go through this seasonal depression right now. Why not be at least a little happy while you're doing it? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. <laughs> that's true. Um, okay, okay. Um, so, when you're okay, so if you're not bought into your like, how in the world do you change that? Oh gosh, I feel like this is a totally another podcast episode. Like that is a here. big if you're not bought into what you're doing, that is a big that's change. That's a big deal. That's a big yeah. change. That's not like a pivot. That's like one of those well, 180s we talked unless about. Unless you've got a <laughs> uh like I'll use my case. I've got enough services that it's like okay, I can drop off something that I'm not super passionate about and it doesn't really affect anything. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But if it's like Oh, I do websites only. I don't like websites anymore. Well, well <laughs> we got a problem here. Yeah, you screwed. <laughs> we got a problem. Um, so how in the world do you... Like, I, that is going to be so situational because what are the reasons... Like, what are the reasons that you're not bought into it? Like, what are the reasons that your marketing feels forced? Um, is it that you're not bought in? Is it that... There's something that you don't like the way you're doing it or uh, it doesn't feel like it's helping enough. Like what are those reasons 
like that's where you got to start. Well, those ones are super easy pivots. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Easy things that you can change, adjust, ask yourself questions, do a little reflection, you know, to figure out that source. Right. Yeah. But if it's like you are doing something that you hate, like you loathe it every day. I mean, that's going to be a big deal. That's going to be a big shift. Have you had any of those? Uh, not as an entrepreneur, <laughs> as a corporate worker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Um, no. Okay. Yeah. When I was just starting and I was super broad, so I was just like small business consulting. Uh-huh. I have a marketing degree and I have my MBA in project management. I can consult the ish out of this, right? Like, what do you need help with? Well, then everyone wanted me to do a whole bunch of stuff that I was not passionate about. Oh, give me some advice on HR. Give me some advice on uh, finances and budgeting. I'm like, ooh, you are really (laughs) talking to the wrong girl here, but you already hired me. So now I got to go like deep dive into Google and figure out how to do all this stuff. I'm like, ooh, no, thank you. I pigeonholed (laughs) myself real quick here. (laughs) Okay. I am not your girl. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Yes. So stuff like that, which is why, you know, when somebody starts off really broad, which I thought I had to, I didn't want to pigeonhole myself. Yeah. And it it exactly led to that yeah. by being broad. Yeah. You know, everyone, everyone is special. Everyone has gifts. You know, they're probably so innate and ingrained in you that you don't even realize that they are. Right? Like, a couple... Things that you can do to find that are, you know, ask someone close to you to describe you in three words. What would be the three words that someone would describe you? Your spouse, your mom, your dad, your best friend, your brother, sister, whatever. How would they describe you? Okay. And then think about what do people ask you for? What do they ask your advice on? What do they ask to bounce ideas off of you? You know, what we're funneling here, Mm -hmm. right? Like the broad picture description into what they're asking me to do. And then how can you package that in a way to sell that, to provide a service, whether that's a product or a service or whatever, you know, like that's, this is literally entrepreneurship in like a three part funnel right here. Yeah. Okay. Um. And if it's with something you're, currently doing right so you need to make like a little shift or a little pivot like brad was just talking about okay what are the things that you are not good at right or the things that you just really don't enjoy doing Mm -hmm. get rid of them outsource it you know yeah if you're not enjoying it i'm assuming that if you're solo right if you don't have a team behind you people aren't coming to you for that thing anyways it's literally just a resume pad a business pad, right? So figure out what's that thing that you love doing. You know, that if you had an idea at 10 o'clock at night while you were watching TV, you wouldn't mind going and grabbing your computer and being like, oh, yes, let me outline this right quick. Right? Yeah. If you hate what you're doing and you don't enjoy something, you ain't going to go grab your computer <laughs> at 10 o'clock while you're sitting on the couch binge watching and drinking a whiskey right like it's not gonna happen yeah um yeah i agree with that <laughs> i think i agree with that uh okay so when you're when you're cutting some of those things out um is that a i mean i guess like like in my case for the customer side Nothing changes for anybody mm-hmm. because it's just new. It's like if I'm already working with people, I'm going to keep doing it because I like working with whoever I'm working with, mm-hmm. which is the way I've set my stuff up. Um, but new is just like, oh, is, I have other people. I have people that I reference them to now. How should we be approaching those like removal of services or we're, we're not passionate about this thing so we've made some type of adjustment? How do we approach that? Um, I would look at your time and money abilities. I would take it back up to that. So is there something that's literally not making you any money that you're offering? 
it's not going to be a big deal mm-hmm. to remove that. Is there something that is like an insane time suck that if you removed it, it will free up hours for you yeah. to do the things that you enjoy? Like those would be two very simple starter questions. Okay. Um, okay. Anything else with I'm not sold on my own mess or my own uh, products? Everything. <laughs> 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 everything sucks <laughs> yeah well that's it's that's its own conversation oh, yeah. we all have it's, its own creative conversation yeah we all have those days um <laughs> don't take one of those days and totally rework your business i would not yes. suggest yeah, doing yeah. that any of these are kind of like you got to notice a trend it's not a one-day thing no or a one-week thing statistic yeah. based yes yes yes, yes yes don't make don't jump to conclusions that are are not needed to be jumped to (laughs) don't solve a problem that isn't actually there exactly exactly um anything else with any of these that we missed in the art of pivoting in the art of pivoting um don't be afraid to make adjustments because if you're just making slight adjustments and it doesn't work out guess what you can always just go back yeah you know these are little things that you can a lot of these are things like on your end, on the back end, right? To make yeah. your life easier, to make it more enjoyable, to make your business scalable, you know, all these things that will bring ease um, to you physically, mentally, and emotionally. Um, but yeah, don't be afraid to make the pivot. Don't be afraid to make the change. I mean, yeah, entrepreneurs, the- we're risk takers, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> don't yeah. be afraid of it. Be- I guess the bigger the change, the more, like, like anything, like the bigger that change is, the more research and thought that needs to be put in. I mean, if it's a, a matter mm-hmm. of like, I don't know, I don't know what a small change would be, but, um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Like the bigger the change you got, like be more clear on what it is that you're doing and how, how it will affect everything. Um, cause mm-hmm. you don't want to just be changing and making things worse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't want to make yeah, just things adding worse. adding another problem for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Know your business. Know your stats. Yeah. Um, okay. Anything else you want to add? I think that's it. The four indicators. When it may be time to pivot. Um, where can the human beings of planet Earth find you i am on tiktok and instagram at the lauren highland okay. can find me there for the time being <laughs> <laughs> and those have all my links in them <laughs> yes the links will be down below um thank you for coming on uh if you have uh, any friends that you know are struggling and they need to pivot let's slide a little hint share the episode with them um <laughs> And uh, we've got a we've got some new videos coming out, um, but subscribe, like, do all the things, share it with your friend that needs to make some adjustments, and I'll see you next time. Thanks. I'm your host Bradley Martin, and this is Clearing the Way, a resource for small business owners. <laughs>